Entrepreneur on Fire 848. About an hour before you go to bed, try to just turn everything off. If you're prepared to ignite, then EO Fire and the WebinarCourse.com is your fuel. 10 days to amazing webinars. Ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ruby is a perfect solution for small businesses that want to make a big impression. Visit callruby.com slash fire and use promo code fire. In addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off plans plus free activation. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Ben Greenfield. Ben, are you prepared to ignite? 24 ounces of coffee in, I probably should be. <laughs> yes, love it. Ben is an ex-bodybuilder, Ironman triathlete, Spartan racer, coach, speaker, and author of the New York Times bestseller, Beyond Training, Mastering Endurance, Health, and Life. In 2008, he was voted as NSCA's Personal Trainer of the Year, and in 2013 was named by Greatest as one of the top 100 most influential people in health and fitness. Ben, Given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and expand upon the biz. Oh, man. What I spend most of my life doing is figuring out ways to get more of the human body and mind, like how to, how to tap into very high levels of performance, uh, preferably without doing lasting damage to your body. But, um, you know, I, I spend my day in a quest to unlock as much as I can when it comes to like anti-aging, performance, digestion, sleep, hormone balance. Uh, that's what I train my clients to do. It's what I write articles and books about. It's what I podcast about. It's pretty much reaching the next level and really having your body operate the way that it should, whether you want to you know, go and race an Ironman triathlon or something like that, or you just want to look good in a swimsuit or less. Um, I want both. And you also <laughs> love smoothies, right? I do. I was, I was <laughs> telling you earlier, I just made a smoothie. I didn't have time to eat it. I was like, oh, dang. John Lee's uh, waiting for me. I got uh, I got to leave this smoothie in the freezer. So, yeah, I do have a smoothie waiting for me on the on the other side. See, I love that. And that's kind of one thing that I want to keep kind of coming back to throughout this interview is, you know, how big preparation is to success in life. You know, whether that be in the business and financial side, whether that be in the health and fitness side, you know, if you're not preparing to succeed, like you're preparing to fail. And like, do I have a smoothie waiting for me in the fridge after this interview? No, I don't. And I feel a little bit like a loser because of that, because I didn't prepare for it. And Fire Nation, here's Ben, you know, he's, he's prepping, he's prepared, he's making things happen. And, you know, Google Images guy, and you'll see what happens. I mean, we're talking like ripped APAC and really nice hair. So... <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Van, on both counts. And what I want to do, though, is really focus on your journey today, Ben, on Entrepreneur on Fire. We really kind of go back into the archives and, you know, not just talk about the current Ben Greenfield, you know, who, you know, is crushing it, a lot of good things going on, an amazing podcast, by the way, Fire Nation. But let's go back to a time that you weren't awesome or you had a moment that you struggled or challenged. And, specifically what you would have to refer to as your worst entrepreneurial moment thus far in life. Yeah, that's that's never happened, John. 
<laughs> Tell us that story, Ben. Oh, dude, there's been so many, so many things that I've messed up in, you know, from spending up until 3 and 4 a.m. in the morning trying to figure out how to code websites because I didn't want to pay somebody else eight bucks an hour to do it, <laughs> um, to, you know, forming partnerships with people, you know, across the globe, business partnerships that I thought I could maintain via email without staying in touch, you know, via phone and meetings, um, to, Probably my my latest worst mistake. I I really hope she's not listening in. She's probably not because I don't <laughs> think she listens to podcasts ever. And that would be uh, making my wife a part of my business. Um, and and it's not a mistake in that it is a bad idea. My wife is an amazing woman. She's like a you know a farmer, rancher, home prep, like totally into into ancestral cooking methods, and she's just you know amazing gardening mom, um, you know industrial home engineer, whatever you call them. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, you know I I wanted to really bring her knowledge to the world, and so I hired her as a part of my business. But I was pretty much you know I pretty much told her, look, you know, here is here's here's all the knowledge that you have. Make some videos, write some articles. Here's where you put them. Here's a little guide on how to use WordPress. Um, have fun, you know. And then we'd be sitting at dinner at night, and I'd be like, "Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this?" And you know, it, it ultimately, and this is this is recent. This is all in the past year. It ultimately resulted in a lot of friction between us. It was like bringing my work home hardcore, you know, every single night. Um, and what I realized is if you're going to hire someone close to you to work with you or if you're, you're going to bring you know, somebody like your wife on board, um, do the same as you would do with yourself. And I'm sure you've talked about this before on your show, John, and that is focus on the things that you're good at and don't get frustrated or waste your time on other things because you know, I, was, I was trying to, to you know, have my wife learn how, like, you know, how to use iMovie and how to use WordPress and this stuff was just completely completely stressing her out. And um, so ultimately that was, that was the biggest recent mistake I made. And now, now I've hired a couple of VAs to help her out. Right. So all she does is she just like, she does what she does. And she even has like a, a gal come up here with a video camera to record her and everything. And she's happy now, but for a while there, I was like, Holy cow, I'm, you know, we're gonna get divorced. This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting kind of divorcey right here over, yeah, uh, carrots yeah, and yeah. This is smells of divorcey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a really powerful topic because, you know, a lot of lifestyle entrepreneurs, they work out of home. You know, they work from home or a place near home. And because of that, you know, that significant other, those partners in their lives, you know, they're seeing the person, you know, all the time. They're seeing what the business is doing. And then as the business grows and starts to have success as yours did, you know, there's always that, you know, desire and that just possibility of, man, maybe we could come together and do this even better. And, you know, that was my exact story too, Ben. When I launched Entrepreneur on Fire, I did it pretty much on my own. I had a couple of VAs helping me out, but then I wanted to bring my girlfriend, Kate, into it about at the eight month point. And she was very hesitant. It sounds, she sounds very similar in some ways to your wife as far as, you know, she was very comfortable in her gig that she had. You know, she was an account executive at an advertising company, health, you know, care, benefits, uh, steady paycheck, all that jazz. And she's like, where would I fit into this organization? And so we didn't, we didn't bring her in right away. You know, I said, you know what, you're right. I don't know if I have the right role for you now. I, I just know that I want you part of this company at some point, but let's hold off. And that was probably huge because when we did circle back months and months later, and we did have a very clear defined role. The transition still had a shopping points. I'm not going to lie, but 
we got through that. And, you know, she's now an incredibly integral part of Entrepreneur on Fire. And she does so much on so many different things. You know, I couldn't imagine running this business without her. But there's, there's right ways to do that and there's wrong ways to do that. And it's always tricky when it's with a loved one. So can you maybe talk a little bit more about this and how you found that nice harmony that didn't really exist, you know, the first time you went at it? Yeah, the, the biggest thing to understand is personality strengths and learning strengths. Like I'm a total independent learner. I was homeschooled K through 12, you know, starting in eighth grade. My parents would literally just like shove books into my bedroom and tell me, you know, learn algebra, yeah. learn logic, learn Latin. And so I just had to do all this on my own. And that's just the way I've, I've always rolled. It's like, I'm going to learn this here. I'll pick it up, learn it, visit the website, visit the blog, whatever. And that's not the way everybody learns. It's certainly not the way that my wife learns you know she she uh, thrives better with like a tutor and people actively there with her showing her how to do things and treating things a little bit in a little bit more structured way like a course where you know day one we're going to learn this day two we're going to learn this whereas i'm just like boom show it all to me i want to absorb you know like kind of like Keanu Reeves, you know, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> I just want to get plugged in. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. Like if, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a, a partner or a loved one or someone close to you that you're going to bring on, don't assume they learn or they operate the same way that you do. That was probably my biggest mistake. I was like, well, why can't she just open up the iMovie help section and see how to put a transition into a video? But it's like, that's not that's that's not the way she learns. And so I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, and there are a bunch of different books out there like, you know, uh, Entrepreneurial Strengths Finder is a great example of a yep, book where you, you go in, you you take the test. That's the one that's sitting on our coffee table right now. And, you know, you'll you'll find that there are some pretty distinct differences. And I think that's the that's the biggest thing that I realized is that, you know, I have to take into account that, you know, I'm you know, she's the yin and I'm the yang. And, and, you know, we, we certainly operate in two different ways, have two different personalities. And, um, now that we figured that out, we're not really clashing as much anymore. Yeah. Another resource that I want to throw out there along with the great one that you mentioned is I had a recent guest on Sally Hogshead for the second time, actually, because she wrote a book, how to fascinate or how the world sees you, I think is the actual title. And then the subtitle is like how to fascinate. And she has a test within that called the fascination test. And it's very similar to the test you're talking about, but it's, it's how the actual world will see you. And which is, you know, like that kind of different angle. So like, I love that entrepreneurial strengths finder test because that tells you a lot about yourself. But then this test tells you like the other angle of, you know, how other people are perceiving you too. So how you can operate in that world. So a couple great resources there, Fire Nation, if you're starting to go down that road, check them out. You can just Google Sally Hogshead Fascinate right. Test or just Google Entrepreneurial Strengths Finder. It's right there for you. Great feedback, Ben. Nice. Just just sent to Kindle, man. <laughs> oh, man. Look at this guy. He is on it. I love it. So one thing that I do want to uh, talk about now is, is not a tough moment, a struggle, an obstacle that you had. You know, we covered that. I appreciate you doing that. But now I want to talk about an aha moment or a light bulb that went on at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. I mean, you've had a ton of these, Ben, but take us to one that you think is really powerful. Take us to one where you have a story behind it and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. 
Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so about uh, six and a half years ago, right before my twin boys were going to be born, my wife and I visited a conference. It was a health and fitness conference where I was speaking. At that time, I was kind of known in the industry as the guy who was like good at, at monetizing personal training studios and gyms. And I had, I had a, a series of gyms and studios here in Washington and Idaho. And I went there and I spoke and then, you know, I, I went back and I sat down. And at that point in my life, this was my life. I was pouring all my energy into the these studios, these gyms, my clients, you know, showing up at 4.30 a.m., leaving at 8 p.m., and, you know, just literally working my fingers to the bone on these on these gyms. And another guy that spoke at that conference was talking about ebooks. And he was, you know, he was showing all these checks that he'd gotten off of ClickBank and the million dollars that he'd made off of some book about how skinny guys can build muscle like over the past year. And as I'm sitting there, I'm like, Wow, he's taking his knowledge and he is scaling it to an entirely different level. And I bet he's also not standing around a gym for 12 hours a day. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I think everybody needs to put their time in the trenches. And, you know, I, I had spent almost 10 years of my life, you know, doing that, running gyms. Um, so I thought, well, I should, I should take this knowledge that's up inside my head and, and try and create something electronic with it, something I, I can deliver with zeros and ones, you know, with low overhead and kind of scale my knowledge. And so at that, at that time of my life, I was racing Ironman triathlons. And my big thing was I was only using high-intensity interval training and training for very short periods of time, like eight to ten hours a week. So I had enough time for, for you know, work and hobbies and other stuff. And so I had this great idea to create a program. I called it the Triathlon Dominator Program. And I, I actually, the full name of it was the CEO Triathlon Dominator Program. But oh. after I received a, a cease and desist order from the, from the CEO <laughs> Triathlon Organization, it's now just called the Triathlon Dominator. Um, but I spent six months on it, shooting videos, recording audios, um, you know, writing things in Word and turning them into PDF, figuring out how to write a, a sales letter, you know, uh, uh, put together a website. You know, I, I coded everything myself and... Um, then I, I wrote to just about every coach and this was the first time I hired a VA. I hired a VA to put together an Excel spreadsheet for me of all the triathlon coaches and all the triathlon clubs around the world. And I emailed every single one of them about this program that I was going to be launching during the week of the Ironman World Championships down in Hawaii, right? When the Super Bowl of triathlon is happening and I figured lots of people would be interested in triathlon and maybe getting inspired to do an Ironman triathlon themselves. And I launched it and I made more money off that product over the course of a week than I had in the past six months as a personal trainer working my fingers to the bone. And so right then, that was the big aha moment. I, I realized that this stuff isn't hard to do, right? You take the knowledge that's up inside your head you put the time into packaging it and making it look good and putting it into a format that really helps people. You tell as many people as possible about it and you can make a living doing that. And ever since then, you know, my kids are six and a half years old now, but I've pretty much been kind of rinsing, washing and, and repeating that model. I no longer, you know, I sold all my gym's equipment. I sold all my studios. This was within a year after launching that program, oh, yeah. you know, fired all my clients. And, you know, even though I still do a few camps and clinics around the world here every now and again, you know, I don't, I don't spend any more time, you know, standing in a gym counting how many dumbbell curls somebody is doing. You know, I spend my time now writing and producing and podcasting and blogging and doing a lot more online content. And the number one reason for that is because 
and this is this is exactly what I thought when I was sitting there listening to this guy at this conference. I wanted more time to spend with my kids, and I knew that I couldn't do that. You know, working at a gym and a personal training studio for you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hours a day. So um, now I I sit at home in my underwear, and you know, my kids play at the kitchen table. I'm you know standing there writing, <laughs> and that's that's what I do now. So what did this email, this first email that you sent out, I mean, I know you had your VA go ahead and get all of the names of the different triathlete coaches around the country, but what did this email actually say? Was there any kind of a value exchange where you just like, hey, like this is going to benefit yeah. you in this way? Let's go. Yeah. I don't have the copy, but the gist of it was I gave them a free copy of the program, right? Like free digital oh, access cool. to the program in exchange for them telling their clients and their club members about it. And that's it. Did you ever consider at that point or looking back, um, like, would you have done it differently as far as like saying, hey, and by the way, like, this is going to be an affiliate program, like whatever sales you make, like you'll get a cut of that pie or is that not something that you wanted to go and investigate? I didn't have an affiliate program set up for that until about six months later. And then for every program that I've launched since then, I have had affiliate programs set up. And so that that was a model that I didn't really understand. But you know what? Like the affiliate thing is kind of weird too. Like the return, the return rate, for example, on affiliate products um, is very high because a lot of times affiliates aren't marketing your product accurately or, or properly representing what's in your product. People get it and it's something completely different than what that affiliate may have led them to believe. And so a lot of times you get bigger returns on affiliate based products. You know, a lot of my stuff I, I do on, uh, on ClickBank and, um, when you're running your sales through ClickBank, that means that ClickBank in many cases, you know, there are workarounds with this, but it gets clunky. You know, ClickBank will own that customer and that list sometimes. ClickBank will take a higher percentage than if you'd use your own credit card merchant and payment processor. So, you know, it's, it's, um, affiliate marketing is, is a little bit tricky sometimes. And, you know, I'm no expert in it either. You know, I don't, I mostly rely upon my own customers and my own list and my, you know, quote unquote 1,000 true fans to kind of run what I do. But yeah, I, I did eventually get into affiliates. There are definitely pros and cons. You know, we're seeing this on our end as well. When we allow people to promote Podcasters Paradise for us or a webinar on fire, because you are bringing on that whole extra layer too. I mean, even above and beyond what you're saying, Ben, I mean, then there does come that, you know, the affiliates are, are pushing your stuff and then they're coming back and saying, okay, well now when am I going to get paid? Like, why did I get paid this when I expected that? And it's like, it adds um, a whole kind of new level of admin where if you just go the organic route, which you did, you know, round number one, People are just going to be sharing it because, number one, they got the free program and they enjoyed it and they truly think it's going to benefit their clients, you know, people in their gym, in their program, whatever that might be. And that's why they're going forward with that promotion. So there are pros, there are cons. It's definitely something that needs to be weighed Fire Nation on both ends. Um, you know, we're definitely not going away from affiliates, I know, from what we do, but we definitely do at this point carefully weigh each affiliate request before we bring them into the fold. So Ben, the one thing that I really want to kind of touch upon for our listeners right now before we move into the next rounds is the word that you used, scale. What you were doing wasn't scalable to the level of what you're doing now. And that's so huge. You know, that's so massive. I mean, you can go in and work your fingers to the bone 16 hours a day and you're probably going to have success and you're probably going to make a good living, but you're still at that place of work, working 16 hours a day, instead of where you are now, you know, in your briefs, you know, at your kitchen table, you know, watching your kids get ready for, for whatever it is, school and, and enjoying that type of life. So you were able to take 
a non-scaled business and turn it into a massively scaled business in a powerful way. And let's be honest, touch a lot more people. I mean, your podcast, your blog is now getting out to many more people than would ever have found their way to your gym to get you for that one-on-one or or group session time. So a lot of things to think about, Fire Nation, but... Ben, what I really want to do now, because I'm really excited about this first question specifically, I want to get into the 60-second questions. And the first one, you can take more than 60 seconds because I actually, (laughs) I want to know because you're Ben Greenfield. What ideally do the first 60 minutes of your day look like? It's just about the same every single day. Uh, I wake up, I uh, read a little devotional while I measure my heart rate variability, which is basically a measurement of the strength of your nervous system. And it gives you very good amounts of information about how prepared your body is to handle the stresses of the day. And for example, whether or not you should work out hard versus work out easy, whether or not you should spend a few extra minutes in bed focusing on deep breathing and de-stressing before getting out of bed. So I start every day. That typically takes me about five to 10 minutes. Uh, Then I get out of bed. I put the coffee on. And while the coffee's going, I do stretching and yoga. And that's about 10 to 15 minutes. I'm glad to hear you drink coffee. (laughs) Uh I do. Good. Yeah. It's, it's all accompanied by, uh, by deep breathing and really uh, almost like a Tai Chi esque, very, very slow kind of calculated movement. So it's, it's really relaxing, but kind of gets the body warmed up for the day. Um, and then I grab my cup of coffee and I have coffee while I typically uh, surf through a few articles. I kind of avoid the email inbox and mm-hmm. mostly just do reading. Like I'll use Feedly and just go through a bunch of blogs. And then I go and use the restroom and double up that time to knock off a few chapters of a book. Uh, and then I, I come down and at that point, uh, it's time to, to start the day. And that can, you know, it depends on the day. Every single day has a bucket, right? Like Wednesdays is my podcasting day. And Thursdays is the day that I, I review blood work from my clients. And Saturday is the day that I, I write out workouts. Uh, Friday is the day that I, is typically my big article writing day. And so it depends on the day's activities. Like every single day I, I treat as a bucket that I have specific activities that I do in. Um, but yeah, generally each day is, oh, and then the last thing I should mention is after the yoga and using the restroom and having the coffee and reading the book, I do a five minute cold shower every oh. single morning. Do you start it cold? I start it cold because it makes you tougher. Okay. If you start it warm, <laughs> you aren't going to miss out on any of the physiological benefits. If you start it warm, like you're still going to get the the production of nitric oxide and it kind of um, decreases inflammation, wakes up your brain, jumpstarts your metabolism, especially if you step out of the shower, leaving it on cold, not turning it back to hot. But that act of, of it, it's literally, there, there's a name for it. It's called your mammalian dive reflex, that sharp intake of breath that you take when cold water hits your body. That has a really powerful effect on your nervous system and specifically your resilience, your ability to be able to handle stress. And so being able to just get in a shower, put it on cold and step in, does indeed make you tougher. And that's why I do it. All right. Let me ask you just a couple quick questions about this. Do you do this cold shower every single day, seven days a week? I don't use the hot water 
uh, part of my shower. I don't I don't go near that part of the handle, and it's typically twice a day because I also take a cold shower after my workout. Okay, so a cold shower again after you work out, and you're you're using shampoo, and you're just in there like ah, like I only use soap or shampoo about every three days. Oh okay. because your skin your skin has a microbiome that affects your immune system. Uh, it affects the way that you signal to other human beings. It's really really interesting. You know, your skin has a microbiome, your gut has a microbiome, etc. So I don't use shampoo or soap much at all. Uh, but I, it's just yeah, water in the shower. Okay, well, that's really interesting to know. Cool. Um, and what I really want Fire Nation to take away from this, you know, besides this last part about the cold shower, which I think is fascinating, and if I can toughen up, I'm going to try it at least uh, a couple <laughs> days a week, but is that Ben has tasks that he knows every single day he's going to do. What does that mean? He's not taking his mental bandwidth, recreating the wheel every single morning of, okay, it's Wednesday. What am I going to do today? Like having to create that plan in your mind every single day. I mean, that's taking bandwidth. You should be devoting towards the actual thing you should be doing, not the planning part of it. So find what you need to be doing every day. Set that plan up on that weekly, on that weekly scheduler and stick to it. And Ben, what's your biggest strength as an entrepreneur? Uh, probably my biggest strength as an athlete, which is just pure stubbornness and perseverance. Um, you know, if, if I have something that I need to get done, you know, and I'm, I'm smart enough to know if I'm fighting an uphill battle and a strategy simply isn't working, but I, I stick to it. Like, you know, some people swear by the Pomodoro technique of 25, five, or I I think the actual research shows that it's closer to like 52, seven, something like that. I don't remember the, the exact number, but, um, you know, for me, like if, if somebody says, you know, I, I need an article, 2000 words, you know, on the topic of eating breakfast before a 5k or whatever, um, I just sit down and get it done. I, I don't procrastinate. Um, I put my nose to the grindstone and just get stuff done. And I'm, I, I am extremely, um, stubborn in terms of my ability to just go at it and go for long periods of time, even if it's slightly uncomfortable. And I'm kind of the same way in like, you know, Ironman or obstacle racing or whatever. Like I'm not the the fastest person out there. Um, but generally what happens is I pass more and more people as the race goes on just because I keep plugging away at this constant steady speed. Speed of implementation. That's what I think is one of your superpowers, Ben. What do you think is one of your biggest weaknesses as an entrepreneur? Mm, stubbornness. <laughs> can I say the same thing? You can, but you um, must expand. Yeah. Uh, you know, my biggest weakness, it's a good question. I, I would indeed have to say that it, it probably is stubbornness that I have in some cases stuck with, uh, you know, for example, like I had a membership website for a long time. It was like this, uh, this triathlon membership website. And I've recently converted the entire website into a one-time standalone product, oh, right? Wow. So now instead of someone, you know, joining and paying, you know, seven bucks a month or 17 bucks a month or whatever, they just pay a one-time fee. They have access to all the material that's ever been created in there. Boom, done. Uh, but for a long time, I fought this uphill battle knowing that I had this membership website, that I didn't really have the, the time to run it, that I wasn't extremely passionate about kind of like being the, the mother hen of this site. Right. And um, you know, I stuck with it for a very, very, very long time. I mean, this was several years that I just kind of tried to run this membership website on, this, on the side and did do a very good job at it just because I was too unwilling to let something go that obviously wasn't working. And yeah. I think a lot of people – you know, um, you know, take, take warning here. A lot of people will see that and they'll just like say, okay, I'm done. I'm going to take this as a loss and just 
stop it. But, you know, I think there are smarter ways to do things. And in, in this case, you know, I'll, I'll take something that I've put a lot of work to and, you know, turn it into a product or, or, you know, put a little bit of extra time into it so I can get it off my plate, uh, but make sure that I don't lose all that work that I had put into it. So I, I don't think that you necessarily have to quit a project as much as, you know, pivot, convert and turn it into something else. No, I like that point about pivoting it, just turning it into a product. And Fire Nation, we've talked about this before, but sometimes the only way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. And Ben, what is one habit that you wish you had? I think that I would like to be able sometimes to just turn off my brain, right? Like turn off that part of me that constantly wants to be productive. And I watch my wife and she'll sit on the back patio and sipping a glass of wine and staring off into the forest for a little smile on her face. Yeah. For like an hour. And I'm like, how the hell do you do this? (laughs) I I don't even know. You know, I'll sit there for five minutes. I'll be like, well, going to go write an article and we go <laughs> yeah. finish up this book I've been working on <laughs> and you know or even like something relaxing right I need to go get better at guitar now bye yeah and let me you know, make something up like, for me to do right now right right I need to go make myself better or make the world better or do something or achieve something and I think that that's certainly great but there are times when I wish I could yeah. just turn that off and yeah. just be like okay could I just sit here for a while and just <laughs> Just sit here. (laughs) Yeah, you know, everything in moderation, Fire Nation, even moderation. Ben, what's the one thing that has you most fired up out of everything you have going on right now? One of the things that I just recently started getting into a little bit more hardcore is uh, bow hunting. And, you know, I'm not that guy who likes to get like stuck in a rut of constantly kind of doing the the same thing over and over again, like whether it be Ironman triathlon or what. Like I started off as a collegiate tennis player and then I was a bodybuilder and then I got into Ironman triathlon and then obstacle racing. And now I'm, I'm starting into bow hunting and I've hunted for a while, but this bow hunting and kind of this concept. Of, of combining fitness with providing for your family is something I'm, I'm pretty excited about from a personal standpoint. Um, from a professional standpoint, you know, since I published my book, I've been doing a lot more speaking. And one of the things that I like to do is uh, when, I, when I get asked to speak somewhere, I'll find the, the nearest triathlon or Spartan race or crazy event. And so what I've been doing is just traveling around the world, getting paid to speak, throwing down a, a race, you know, checking something off the bucket list and then, you know, going home back into the forest to hang out with my family. And it's actually a, a pretty fun way to live life right now. <laughs> Fire Nation, back in the days of the caves, we would have wanted Ben in our cave, no doubt. <laughs> and Ben, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. According to a recent consumer report survey, 67% of customers have hung up the phone out of frustration if they could not talk to a real person. Okay, I get it. You're building your business lean, so hiring a full-time receptionist to handle your calls just isn't in the cards. Guess what? It doesn't have to be. Rediscover the lost art of human interaction with Ruby Receptionist, the virtual receptionist who handles your calls with care. Ruby even screens, announces, and transfers your calls to wherever, whenever you want. 
want. They're everything you'd expect from a top-notch receptionist at a fraction of the cost. Exclusive offer, Fire Nation. Use promo code FIRE. And in addition to your 14-day free trial, you'll receive 5% off all pricing plans plus free activation, a $95 value. Visit callruby.com slash fire and enter promo code FIRE. Or better yet, give them a call and experience their service for yourself. Call 855-775-RUBY. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Ben, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Cool. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I've always been an entrepreneur. I, I, the reason I'm having difficulty with this question is like from the time I was 13 years old, I, you know, I started my own tennis coaching business to save up money for college. And in college, you know, I, I, even though I was a personal trainer, a lot of times working for a gym, I was launching new programs and new initiatives and putting on fat loss challenges. And, you know, of course, since then, you know, all, all I've been is an entrepreneur. I've never had a time in my life when I haven't been an entrepreneur. And my dad was the same way. My dad went through you know, like six different businesses. He was more of like a serial entrepreneur. But you know, when I was a kid, I guess like seeing him being an entrepreneur, me never really like being the type of person who has like a steady like traditional job. Uh, I don't think I've ever had anything holding me back from being an entrepreneur because I've never not been one. What is the best advice you've ever received? Ship your product. You know, Seth Godin would say, uh, a good plan today is better than a perfect plan tomorrow. And when when I have something ready that's going to change the world, I get it out there and I make any tweaks later. Yeah, I love it. And there's a quote that I refer back to by Reid Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn. If you are not embarrassed by the first shipping of your product, you waited way too <laughs> long. Yeah. Ben, what's one of your personal habits that you do have that you believe really contributes to your success? Not leaping out of bed in the morning, staying in bed, breathing, testing my body, seeing where I'm at, thinking, and preparing myself for the day. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? You know, I don't know if this counts as an internet resource, but I use iTunes a lot. I've got this cheapo little iPod shuffle that's waterproof. It's like an underwater MP3 player that I could take in the snow, like snowboarding or in the pool or on a run in the rain or whatever. And I pretty much always have it loaded up with some audiobook or podcast that I got off of <laughs> iTunes. And so I would say that iTunes, honestly, is like my biggest resource because I'm, you know, even when I'm out there, you know, slaughtering my body in a tough workout, I'm still like learning and listening to something. No, I love it. I have a little confession since you came out and said it, Ben. I actually have this little 
iPod mini that I am so obsessed with. But the sad thing is, it was my sister's Christmas present like four years ago. So it's pink (laughs) with her name on it. And I just, it's perfect because it's tiny. I love it. It holds, you know, thousands of podcasts. And so I'm like walking along the bay the other day and someone's like, oh, I see that you have something, you know, in, in, in your pocket right there. Cause like my headphone was like going into my pocket. They're like, can I see what you're, uh, what you got, what you're rocking there? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to pull this out right now because it's pink and it has a girl's name on it. But yeah, I, I can't even find the little cheapo MP3 no. player. Like when, when mine breaks, I can't go find, cause I don't want something that tells me when somebody has texted me or, you know, tells me my heart rate or how many steps are taken like i just want some cheapo thing i can, that is gonna last that i can put a bunch of podcasts on that's that it. is exactly or, my problem that's all i desire like, <laughs> i i went on amazon i'm like i gotta find like a blue one or something and there's just doesn't exist yeah. anymore i'm like if i lose this one i'll be devastated so when i go stand up paddle boarding i really try hard not to fall off under underwater underwater audio.com i think is Ooh, the website nice ben if you could recommend one a book for our listeners what would it be and why one book that I really liked uh, that I still refer to as a source of wisdom, specifically when it comes to identifying the irrational ways in which people think and uh, also identifying the irrational ways that I myself can think sometimes is uh, Poor Charlie's Almanac by Charlie Munger, who is um, uh, Warren Berkshire Buffett. Hathaway's, yeah. yes, Warren Buffett's partner. Um, really, really good book, entertaining and, and full of really good wisdom. So I'm a big fan of that one. Cool. I'm going to have to check that out. I've read everything that Buffett's yeah. done, so I'll love that for it's sure. It's fun to read. It's really hard to find, but it's if, if you can get, you'll probably pay like 50, 60 bucks for it minimum. But if you can find it, I, I highly recommend it. Cool. Well, Beyond Training by Ben Greenfield, Fire Nation is another goodie, I can guarantee. And both of these will be linked up on the show notes page. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio like Ben and I, so I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Ben, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? <laughs> uh Well, since you can get free internet and a computer at the library, I'd probably sell the laptop first to add to that cash that I have. You have $1,000 now. uh, Okay, so now I've got $1,000. And that's what I would use for eating. Well, no, all your food and shelter is taken care of. Oh, all my food and shelter is taken care of. Yeah. Great. So you can chill out, bro. I'm not quite sure what I'd do with that cash, but I can tell you the first thing that I'd do is I would find a nice, quiet place like the library where I could start producing content because I know that one thing I'm good at that I've been good at since I was a a tiny kid writing little short stories when I was six years old is writing. And I would write stories, I would write articles, and I would submit those to websites to start building my brand online because now that I know how to do that and how easy it is, you know, how when you give people really good content, they like it and they publish it. And at the same time, while I was doing that, I'd start working on some kind of a product that I could sell. And it'd probably be something very similar to the story I told earlier. Some some ebook that takes something I've done, something I've learned from time I've spent in the trenches that people are able to take and use as helpful advice that changes their lives. And I would use a content-based marketing approach of writing articles and stories to help drive people back to 
that product that I, I could then sell. Um, and I'll bet within a week I could probably do about four or five articles a day. I could have a product done, you know, a decent product done if I really put my nose to the grindstone within a week or so. And um, yeah, that's that's what I would do. Do the work, Fire Nation. Do the work. And Ben, you are on fire. Thanks to you, I am on fire now until I go and take that freezing cold shower that you've guilted me into doing. (laughs) But let's end today's interview on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Best parting piece of guidance is uh, about an hour before you go to bed, try to just turn everything off, your screens, your work, everything. There's nothing that replaces good quality sleep for helping you to learn, forming memories, keeping you happy, keeping you healthy, and keeping you living a long time. I sleep eight hours a night, period, and if I can do nine, I'd do it. Real quick, um, what are you doing during that hour with no screens? Uh, you can read like real paper books. What? You can visit with your family. We always have a board game set up on the coffee table, and you can you can you know we do everything from labyrinth to monopoly to playing cards, but like the stuff that maybe like your your great grandparents would have done. Uh, oh, love it! <laughs> light, light the fire, <laughs> light torches, and dance around in the backyard. And they seemed pretty happy. Let's be honest; they were happy people. Oh yeah! And Ben, go ahead and uh, tell us um, where we can connect with you. BenGreenfieldFitness.com. Boom. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Ben and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Ben in the search bar, his show notes page with all of these great links. Resources will pop right up. And Ben, thank you for sharing your journey today with Fire Nation. And for that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.